0: Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain.
1: Welcome to Sacred Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Violet Rain, and today my guest is Trisha McGee. I just could squeeze her. I love her so much. She has been a student at Discover Your Your Spiritual Gifts for a couple years now, and I've enjoyed walking this journey with her of all the classes that she's taken there, and I actually convinced her because she's one of my fairies, and if any of you have been around me for very long you've heard me tell people oh you're a mermaid you're a dragon you're a fairy you're an angel and everybody lines up to find out who they are and what they are and what element they are so I think I'm gonna have to write an ebook that's coming spirits like it's time to do this so that people can know what that means but Trisha is one of my fairies and because of her soul and her fairy soul I encouraged her to partner with me and we're creating a whole class on fairy Reiki. And so we're excited to launch that. But today I want to talk to Tricia about, you know, her experience at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. So Tricia, what brought you to the center and just share with us your story and journey after finding us.
2: Yeah, so I uh I came in, I believe it was in 2021, um, and we were still pretty much in the throes of the pandemic. And like a lot of people, um, you know, I felt a little lost and there were um a lot of things going on at that time in my life, personally, professionally, uh, and interestingly enough, I was actually seeing a therapist, actually I still see this therapist. She's wonderful. Um and she was located in the same building as the store. And I had never even known the store was there. So um, after one of my um, sessions with her, I actually walked up the stairs and just kind of popped in to check some things out. You know, I, I touched a couple things. I think I bought a book that day and maybe a couple crystals. And I picked up some pamphlets. <laughs> <laughs> and then I talked to uh, Lance. Uh, who was working at the store at the time. And so he gave me some information about the classes and kind of the history of the store and, and uh, you, you know what the purpose was, why it was there and how they can support the community. So I had learned a lot and I took away the pamphlets and, and I left. And then I came a few days later, same thing, kind of picked around, touched some of the things on the shelves, bought a couple things, looked at the pamphlets again. <laughs> and then I left. And then I, um, I actually brought my stepdaughter with me because she is really into, you know, uh, working on her spirit- spirituality and, um, and she's really interested in crystals and candles. And so I brought her in and we poked around, looked at the shelves. I brought my mom in. I mean, I visited multiple times and, and I brought my friend in with me one day. And um, I don't know how many months went by, but eventually uh, you came out and you tapped me on the shoulder and you said, what are you looking for? <laughs> and so I you know I said well you know I, I really like being here I like the energy I really like the store I, I just I you know I like the selection I like I like the prices like everything just felt really good I liked the staff and um I said but I'm really interested in some of these these advanced classes and uh I had said that the sacred priesthood program sounded really interesting to me but I didn't think that I was qualified or I didn't think that I had you know, the background to enroll in a, you know, in something that, that big. And so even though I kept looking at it, I really didn't feel like it was, I I thought it was too advanced for me. And so you actually explained to me that it was actually the stepping stone to those modalities. That was the kind of the 101 in the first class. And even though it's, you know, really big and, and really important, um, it literally was the first step. And so after talking to you, I realized I can do this. This is what is meant for me. This is the thing I'm supposed to do. This is the path that I need to step on. And this is the right class for me. So that, that moment I signed up and, uh, and it was a a pretty amazing journey. And I've now since graduated from the program and I've made some amazing connections and some wonderful, um, relationships uh, you know my new brother and sisters and, and it's been really great to meet them and go on that journey with other people and really share our experiences uh, and then since then as you know I've taken pretty much every other class that's been offered
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I love that and you talk about because that I hear that often right sacred priesthood is such a big class I don't know that I'm qualified I don't know that I'm ready. I don't know if I should. And I've heard that so often. And so I love that you bring that up so that we can talk a little bit about it because I think there are a lot of people that look at that program and go, oh, I'm not sure that I have the qualifications to step on that. I'm not sure that I'm ready to take that. And what I can tell you is if it doesn't um you know, if you keep thinking about it and you keep going back to it and you keep looking at it and you keep spirits calling you, your guides are saying, Hey, look at this. Hey, step into this because there are a lot of people that come in and they look at those pamphlets over and over and over and over again. They read them like a zillion times. And I remember you telling me, I sat down and I looked at it many, many, many times. And the day I saw her, she was walking around and I hadn't really met her or made that real connection, Mm -hmm. but she was carrying a calendar, one of our paper calendars and kind of walking around the store. And I'm like, Hey, what are you looking at? What are you thinking about? She's like, well, I've been thinking about sacred priesthood, (laughs) you know, like most people do like, but I'm not sure I'm ready. And I'm like, And she goes, and it doesn't start for a while. And I'm like, no, it actually starts in a couple months. And no, you don't have to be ready. Um, Yes, it is a beautiful, it, you know, it does take a commitment. Don't get me wrong. You're committed to complete the path. You're committed to take all the classes. It is a financial commitment and a time commitment, but I think what Trisha would tell us is you start it and you blink an eye and you're done. Like that's, that's I watch true. them go through it and they're like, I can't believe we're almost halfway through or we're almost done. How did we get so far in this program, right? And so it goes by really fast. So I love that you bring that piece up I also think Trisha was the one that told me one day that we reminded her of cheers because we know everyone's name. We learn your names when you come in. We want to build that connection with you. And, you know, it makes me think about, because I never thought about that, how many stores do you go to that people really care about your name and your story, who you are, and why you're there, what's happening in your life. We really tried to do that and make those connections with people as they come in. And I think Trisha has experienced some of that as well, being part of the center. Absolutely. You know, you can't come in without somebody saying, hi, Trisha. we haven't seen you. We so miss you. We so miss you. <laughs> we so miss you. Can you please come back? Come back and see us.
2: it's true I yeah it's one of those places that when you walk in the door everybody knows your name um they know what you're there for they know what you're looking for uh and and you know if you haven't been there for a while they reach out and they ask how are things going is everything okay how can we support you know and that's that's not something you get at Kohl's or Macy's or you know. not even my hair salon you know it's interesting how it's a different kind of vibe a different kind of feeling so
1: well and I remember too when you you first started coming your husband even asked you what is going on why are you always there (laughs) (laughs) he did he did and I'll be honest at the very beginning
2: I really didn't say a whole lot about it. I just said, you know, I'm just doing something for myself. I'm doing something to make me happier, to, to help me, you know, figure out who I am. And, and I, it wasn't, I don't know. It, I I shared this um, the last time I saw you, it wasn't that I completely thought he thought I would be crazy, but it was one of those things that I wasn't even sure what I was doing or where I was headed or what my path was. So it was really difficult to explain to him without him thinking, okay, <laughs> which, have you committed? Um, but now of course he's fully aware and, and supportive and, um, which is amazing. And, uh, I don't, I, he, he, now he gets it, you know, and now he's even like, Oh, you know, when's your next class or, you know, what are you learning this time? Or what did you learn today? And so he's very much a part of it. Um, But yeah, for anybody that is listening, that is, you know, worried about how do I, explain this to my partner? How do I explain this journey that I'm taking? Or how do I explain that I'm, you know, my mindsets are changing in the way I look at the world and I view life and the universe and all the parts and pieces. And it is a pretty daunting conversation, especially with someone that you share everything with, when you're not exactly sure how to explain, hey, <laughs> I'm starting something different. You know, I, I came from a pretty Religious background, and it's it wasn't necessarily for my family. My family wasn't, you know, um, heavily religious, but I was, and I um, went on a path of that. And good or bad, uh, I'm not going to say that it was one or the other. But I had kind of gotten to a point in in that part of my life where I felt like I was missing a lot, and I wasn't getting the full picture, and I wasn't really starting to feel the community that I thought was there Um, and I didn't feel like it was connecting with me anymore I wasn't really resonating with it and there were a lot of belief systems that I didn't align with anymore and I didn't understand the dissonance I didn't understand why I felt so disconnected from something I was so connected to and this helped me put together a lot of those pieces because it wasn't about rejecting or rebuking any of my former you know beliefs it was more about integrating them and understanding that there's a lot more that we don't realize or that we don't understand. And I'm still the tip of the iceberg. I mean, I still, there's so much more that I'll never be able to understand in this lifetime, but I'm I'm starting to at least open myself to it and be aware of what's available, what's out there. And, and really starting to see that I don't know anything and I'm getting to be to a point where I'm okay with that because then I can start to bring it in. Whereas before, there's a lot of control, at least in in you know where I was involved in a, in in a religious sense, that um, you need to pass through these barriers in order to get to divinity. does that make sense? It's almost like a CEO structure like, well, mm-hmm. you can't go talk to the CEO directly. You got to go through these channels and this channel and this channel and this channel, and learning that that's not true. I have direct access myself and how to use that, and how to get there, and how to get to source, and make those connections. I don't have to go through the management chain to do that, and I think that was one of the biggest eye-opening things for me, and that's what really, really got me involved in this community, and making sure that I spread that to others who are struggling, you know, um, to let them know it's okay to connect on your own, and it's okay to use those tools. It's not a bad thing. You know, and I love
1: that. Because we've tried to really create this inclusive community. We have people that don't believe in any of this, that come and support the center. We have people that are Christians. We have people, you know, all over the spectrum. And my goal has always been, it's not my job to convince you. It's not my job to redirect you. I wanted to have a place that you can discover in a very safe way. You can ask questions you can explore, um, you can try things out and figure out what feels right to you, what doesn't. It's not my job to redirect you, change your direction. It's my job to be there to kind of support in any way that I can. And that's kind of how we do it at the center is we're there. If you have a question, we're happy to answer it, right? We'll give you our you know, our thoughts on it, what we think, and if it works for you, great. And if it doesn't, great. Where I've been to a lot of spiritual centers, metaphysical, you know, churches, religion, all that. And a lot of people believe that you must believe what I believe, or you don't belong here. And that's really not what we do at all, which makes it very easy and comfortable for people to feel safe, to come in and just try it out and ask questions without any pressure. We're not here to pressure you in any way. So um, it's really my goal. So I love hearing that we provided that place. And a lot of people will wait months, years before they come in the first time and they'll just come in and explore like Trisha did, making several trips and checking it out. Is it still safe? Is it still okay? Um, do I still feel comfortable here? Is this the right place? And that's natural for us to do that. You should do that and come and check it out. And we really do try to be there <clears throat> for people and to support them in a loving, compassionate way, right? If they're open to change or any of that, it's a great place to be. So Trisha, talk to us a little bit for somebody that doesn't know anything about fairies right has no connection to fairies are fairies real do they still exist or is that just a fairy tale or a story So, you know, just kind of, as you said before,
2: take what resonates, leave what doesn't for me. Yes, absolutely. They definitely exist. They are here. They are here to support us. Um, How you perceive that energy is a personal experience. You know, uh, it's, it's a personal experience on, you know, is it, are they a physical being? Are they a spiritual being? Is it something that you experience just in the way you feel or the energy that you feel around you or the support? um it's it's definitely personal I guess is what I'm trying to say and the reason I say that is I have a lot of people who ask me you know why I've never seen them and I don't understand why some people see them and other people don't and it's really not a situation of a physical and you can see them or you don't see them and some people do it's more a feeling it's more the energy that you're going to experience um and that's oh I apologize my there we slipped. Um, it's the energy. And I will blame that on the fairies, but they'll get mad at me. So I'm not going to blame them for that, but <laughs> um, it's, it's, a, it's a feeling it's, it's a knowing, it's an understanding of this childlike connection that you have with yourself and with the world around you and learning to play, learning to really enjoy nature, really, learning to to reach out into nature and you know really play in the dirt and plant flowers uh, enjoy sweets um which i definitely indulge in way too much um looking at kids like children outside playing and knowing that you're not too adult for that you can go join in and play with them um reaching into that inner child and indulging the inner child every once in a while and saying, you know what, I might be an adult, but I want that toy. So I'm going to get it because I want to play with it. And I I want that teddy bear. I want to hold it. Um, they are there to remind you that you don't have to take everything so seriously all the time. And they are a serious being. I mean, they definitely are a being that has been, uh, abused um not treated well anytime that we mistreat our our planet mistreat our environment um that that affects them and they are here to remind us that our 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 world our earth our environment is our home and we shouldn't destroy it we should have reverence for it we should take care of it we should understand it and hold space for the the environment that makes us stay alive. Uh, I was actually just recently in Hawaii, and the energy is really strong in Hawaii and a lot of areas, but there's also a lot of decimation that happens in Hawaii with tourism and just people in general coming and not respecting the the land that's there. There's trash everywhere um, in certain areas. There's um, a lot of Building of um, you know mansions and resorts, and all those things are nice for human comforts, but they destroy natural habitats. They destroy the natural environment that's there. And the way I feel about it is we're destroying the homes of, of well, of magical creatures of of woodland creatures, of you know just the natural environments there, plant life animals. And so I feel like the fairy energy also reminds us of that. This isn't necessarily our planet to trample as human beings. There are a lot of beings here that live. There are a lot of creatures here that live. And reconnecting with that energy is very healing to us as human beings to reconnect ourselves because a lot of times humans, especially nowadays, completely disconnect from the natural environment and don't realize that if we don't have that, we can't survive. So there's a, it's, it's a multifold process. So yes, do I believe that they are real? Absolutely, and I think that if, if you just look around you, you can see that energy and see where that is. I mean, you plant a garden, why is that? Why do people wanna plant gardens? Why do we enjoy looking at flowers? Why do we put bird seed out to feed the birds? There's a reason that we do those things. And it's more just relating to why and trying to understand that connection.
1: I love that explanation. <clears throat> Last weekend, we had sacred priesthood and they stepped in the the element of air, which is all about fairy energy. So we talked a lot about fairies, what's important to them, about honoring this planet, about recycling, about picking up the trash. I mean, they get really upset with us when we dishonor and disrespect the planet that we live on. Um, A great example is is if you're walking through the woods and you like that rock and stick and you just think you're going to take it, there's a price to be paid when you take something from the environment. And there's a great example of that. I have one of our community members and I talk about fairies and land and respect and doing all that over and over again in my classes and she had taken a trip up into the colorado mountains and found all these beautiful crystals that were amazing and she filled her car with crystals because she was going to bring me a crystal she was going to take home a crystal and they start to head home and she gets a flat tire they have to call roadside service that comes out changes the tire helps them get on their way they get down the road she has another flat tire She calls roadside assistance. They come the second time, right? And they fix her tire. She moves down the road a little bit more. She has to call back for the third time because she got three flat tires. And the guy that showed up, and it was all on the same day, showed up the third time said, ma'am, I'm really concerned. It's getting dark. And if something happens again, I don't know if we'll be able to find you in the dark and so she dawned on her i have all these rocks in the car that i was taking and she got back in her car and threw them all out of the window and said i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry you can have them back and she made it home and she came to tell me the story violet i learned my lesson i don't take things that don't belong to me And, you know, I tell people all the time, if you'd like to take it, first of all, you need to ask permission to have it. Second of all, the fairies expect that if you take something, you're leaving something behind for them. So if you're going to take something, you better be gifting them something else that you're leaving that they would like to have, right? And so people don't think about that and they just go out into the Nature And they're like, oh, I love this leaf or I love this stick or I love this rock. I'm going to take it home. And believe it or not, you're in their home. You're taking something from their personal home and they have a right to be upset at you. You wouldn't like (laughs) it if a stranger came into your home and took something that belonged to you. You would be very upset. And so people don't even think about that when they're walking we also talked about fairy rings trisha that you never step into a fairy ring in the woods because that's their sacred space now you're asking yourself well how do i know it's a fairy ring well you got to look if the plant life is growing in a ring mm-hmm. or there's a ring of rocks or there's any type of ring that's a fairy ring, and you're not supposed to step in it. That's their sacred yeah. space. And so you're just walking along, not paying attention, could care less, and you're walking all over their sacred space. And so <clears throat> Trisha's right. We have to learn to respect and honor this land. Uh, the, there are beings that live here. You may not be able to see them, but they're here And you're trampling all through their personal space. And you have to be aware of that. Um, For those that don't know, if you come to discover your spiritual gifts, we have over 35 fairy Mm -hmm. houses and doors throughout the center. There's a story attached to each one. Those fairies live there. I've had staff members that have seen energy run across the floor into the door and they think it's a rodent. We do not have rodents, but it's the (laughs) fairies moving around in the center. We used to have a practitioner at our center and he was so funny because he came in one day, never connected to fairies and he started working at our center and he's like Violet will you tell your fairies to quit screaming at me every time I go to the bathroom? I would really appreciate it. And I said, why are they screaming at you? Well, because I'm using too many paper towels. They said, well, paper (laughs) towels are part of the tree. Mm -hmm. They want you to be conservative. They want you to use less. They want you to use less water, less paper. It's why we have used dishes as much as possible at the center and not paper plates or cups because we're not honoring the land we're not taking care of our landfills and they really want us to do that so it used to make it used to make me laugh so much because he never knew there were fairies and he started working <laughs> at the center and my fairies are screaming at him and i just like maybe they need to be you don't piss at. off the fairies that's right don't piss off my fairies don't make them upset because they will do things to you if you upset them. They'll move your keys, they'll hide things from you. Um if they get upset with you, they're not just playing. It can they can really get upset with what you're doing. So um, yeah. <clears throat> I tell people you gotta honor these these fairies and spend time. I, also- I actually have
2: a similar story. I we were up in the mountains camping a couple summers ago. And there was rose quartz up in the Rocky Mountains, just kind of all over. And I found a really pretty piece of rose quartz and I took it with me. This was a couple of years ago. And immediately, this is no joke, because my husband can confirm, we um, pulled out of our camp spot the next morning. Actually, I think I picked the rose quartz up that morning and we were pulling out of our camp spot and the uh, tire on our camper popped. (laughs) and there we were and luckily we had a friend with us who had a spare like a jack and a spare tire that we could put on so that we could get out and I immediately rolled down the window and I knew exactly what happened and I I I tossed it back into the woods and I I also said I'm sorry I didn't I didn't mean any disrespect and I I got rid of it um it's so funny because that story is so similar to the one you told and I'm like I have definitely experienced that firsthand um same with the Hawaiian Islands, we were just there, and it's very tempting when you're walking along the beach to pick up shells or things and take them with you. And that's it's a it's a cardinal rule in Hawaii is that you do not take anything from the island that um, you aren't allowed to take, um, and uh, there's a reason for that. And a lot of people will share stories with you know, oh, I had to mail back something I took off the beach because it just wasn't good. <laughs> I brought it home and things did not go well for me. Um, well, we don't,
1: we just don't think about it. You know, I tell people, and I think I gave you this homework assignment and one of your trips to Hawaii. One of the first sessions that I had with you and an Akashic record reading, I said, You're going to Hawaii on a family vacation. And you were shocked because nobody knew. And how can I know that? I saw <laughs> yeah. that. And I yep. said, When you go, you need to take an offering and do something with the beach or the area where you leave something. And you're like, okay. And I go, it yep. can be crystals, it can be herbs, it can be, but take an offering and leave it while you were there. Remember that? That's I do. While. And I
2: I did. I actually um I brought um herbs and crystal chips and every stop that we made. We went to the road to Hana and Maui, which is absolutely phenomenal and um, along each stop that we stopped at the waterfalls or just you know the bridges I would leave little offerings um, just along the way because they're all you know they were nature-based offerings it was herbs and crystals so nothing that would harm the environment um, but it was more just as I thank you for for letting me to be here for letting me see the the beauty that's out here and allowing me to come and and walk through it and visit it and I wanted to show my gratitude for that. And, and i think it's, a, it's important
1: it's a beautiful way to do that every time i travel or i go to the ocean or i go somewhere i always take crystals and herbs and all kinds of things with me to kind of leave even little metal charms to leave for the fairies because they love little shiny things fairies love spindles <laughs> me So if you leave Skittles out in your flower bed, they will disappear. Um, We were talking about this the other day because the tree outside of the center, when we do crystal classes and all kinds of classes, we always have herbs left over or we'll have crystal chips. And if you look at the tree beside the center, it has this ring of herbs and, and stuff around it. And so everyone that's ever participated in that and understood that goes home and finds a tree in their yard that they leave Mm -hmm. offerings for all the time. And one of the students were saying, yeah, I had a crystal that broke, like cracked. And they always ask me, what do I do with it? And I go, put it in the house plan or leave it for a tree, leave it for an offering. And the woman said, yeah, I put my crystal out there. And she said, 48 hours later, it was gone. It was completely gone. Like it disappeared, whether the fairies took it, whether the earth took it, it doesn't really matter. Nature has taken it back home. And so leaving those offerings, finding a tree that you leave your stuff around that you're constantly giving back to nature and the planet is so, so important. And we should all be doing those types of things. And those are absolutely, that's all fairy energy. That's all giving back to the land and Gaia mother, motherland, and being grateful that we have this beautiful planet to live on.
2: It's yes. really,
1: it's really, really important. So Trisha, thank you so much for coming today. And thank sharing- you for having me sharing your ideas about fairies. I'm going to schedule Tricia to come back and visit us again in the future. We'll be talking more about fairy Reiki and what that's about as we finalize it. Uh, we are putting a class on the counter the uh, calendar. The first weekend in May of 2023 will be our first fairy Reiki class. And we're getting really, really excited to be able to offer that and, be able to give that to the world we've been working for over a year on this program kind of putting it together between the two of us we've been working really hard to pull this together so we're really excited to be able to offer it to the community trisha thanks for taking the time today
2: yes absolutely thank you for having me this is this has been so great and uh i can't wait to to come back and talk more about about the fairies and and the plans that we have
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for watching today. I hope you'll check out the rest of the shows and the interviews and all the things that we offer here at the Sacred Magic Podcast. I hope you have a great day and we hope to see you really soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.
0: Are you seeking an online spiritual education resource? Do you crave to know more about various topics of spirituality? Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Academy offers a wide variety of programs, including Crystal Alchemy, Tarot, The Journey of the Fool, Akashic Record Reading Certification, and much more. These online courses allow you to learn on your schedule and at your own pace. You can find out more at www.discoveryourspiritualgifts.academy. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at If you love this show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.